All right, good evening, my friends and followers. I'm your lawyer, Patrick McGeehan, and I am your best friend at your worst time. Thank you for joining me for Law and the Life Live here on Wednesday night, as we are here usually on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Tonight, I'm going over Florida's financial affidavit for family law cases. I'm printing one out here for you. And for some reason, people have a problem with these financial affidavits. I'm not really sure why, but I'm gonna go over one with you in pretty much pretty good detail. Give you better instructions than what you would get if you tried to do it, you know, just reading the instructions that come with the form. So this is Florida. We're gonna go over the short form financial affidavit. The long form financial affidavit is basically the same concept. It just has more involved uh, details in it. And if you can get one, you could pretty much get the other. So tonight we're talking about the short form. That's Florida Family Law Form 12.902B. And if you don't know where to find those forms and all other forms, let me show you. At the Florida Courts website, all those forms that the clerk's office want to sell you are available for free. So I'm gonna pull it up here and show you where to find them at. Okay, let me go to screen share. Okay, so the form you want, the, the website you want to go to is flcourts.org. And you go to the forms page and you scroll down. And here's all the categories of forms. And you keep scrolling down. Here are all the forms. The financial affidavits are the 902, so they're in the 900s. So if you scroll down to 902, wherever it is. Under additional supporting documents, you'll see the family law financial affidavit, which is right here, the short form. It's available in web form where you could type it out on the web and it'll print it out for you. PDF and RTF, which is Microsoft Word. The long form is also in here under B, so that's 12902, I'm sorry, sec, not, Form 12902C is the long form affidavit. Both of those are the first ones in the additional supporting documents column. So let's go back and go into an actual family law form or a family law financial affidavit. Is it? Oh, that's where I was before. So we stop that. So we find the financial app. Here it is. All right. So here it is in PDF form. It has instructions in the beginning, but they're not really helpful. So you can, you know, read the instructions. It gives you an idea how to do stuff. But when you get down here, on page three, this starts the actual Florida family law form. And you'll want to 
come over here and you're going to fill out the top. In the circuit court of whatever circuit you're in. If you're in Miami, you're in the 11th Judicial Circuit, and the in and four would be for Miami-Dade County, Florida, put wherever you're at, Orange County, West, or Palm Beach County, Broward County, Osceola County, whatever it is. Case number is your case number for the divorce filing that you have filed or you're gonna file. If you have not filed it yet, you will not have a case number. If you're planning on doing the petition and the financial affidavit, everything all at the same time, you can leave that blank and file it all at the same time and you'll get a generated case number and it'll stamp the case number here at the top. The division is usually family law or some type of civil, whatever they call it, domestic relations in your particular circuit. The petitioner is the one who is initially filing for the divorce or whatever family law action. The respondent is the other person. Florida Family Law Financial Affidavit Short Form. The short form is for individual gross income, not net income, but gross income of less than $50,000. If it's more than $50,000 per year, you'll do the long form. So you fill out your name, your occupation, your employer, your address, and your pay rate, whether it's hourly or weekly or whatever, weekly, every other week, twice a month, monthly or other. And if you're unemployed, check here and see what it says, explain on a separate sheet of paper your efforts to find employment. All right, so now we come down to income. Gross monthly salary. How is that figured out? Well. There's several ways you can figure it out. You could take what you made last year, look at your taxes, what you made last year, divide it by 12. Take your last three months pay stubs, divide them, add them up, gross income, divide it by three, and put that here. Or if your income is the same every month, for example, if you make $5,000 every month as your gross income, you would put that there. It also has other income on here. If any of it applies, make sure that you fill it in and put it in. Your monthly deductions, this is where your taxes come in. So you can look at your tax return or you can look at your pay stub and fill out the amounts you're using for taxes. Also, you have to put your filing status and your number of dependents. Your FICA, your Medicare, mandatory union dues. If you, it's mandatory that you be part of a union, you have to pay union dues, that goes there. Mandatory retirement payments are any retirement payments like for the Florida Retirement Service where employees are required to um, send a percentage of their monthly income or their pay period income to the state of Florida, that amount would go in here. Health insurance, court order child support, and all the other allowable deductions. These are the allowable deductions. The total deductions go here you subtract them from your gross monthly income and your net income comes out here on line 27. Okay, so why are these so important? Why are these affidavits so important? These financial affidavits are the basis for awards and relief. So if you are filing your case and you need temporary alimony or temporary child support, you have to fill out a financial affidavit before you can have a hearing on those support issues. It's also used in the going going in the case when you settle the case it can be used for alimony equitable distribution child support and other financial matters now remember if your income or your financial or your employment situation changes during the course of your case make sure you file an amended 
financial affidavit. You just file the same form and right up here, right above where it says family law financial affidavit short form, just write in there amended or type in there amended if you're doing it in the word form. All right, here's what, here's what everybody seems to have problems with is their monthly expenses. How do you calculate your monthly expenses? The way we do it is we take a number of months. If it's a short form, we're probably gonna use three months. We'll take three months and find out how much has been spent on all these categories. And then take that amount and divide it by three for each individual line. For example, if let's take phone bills. If your phone bill is 300 one month, 400 the next month, 200 the next month, you have six, $900. So you would divide that by three and put in here $900. When we do an average, we put somewhere in here because we do these on the word form so we can write stuff in there, but you can handwrite it if you're doing a handwritten affidavit. Expenses are a three month average, a six month average, a 12 month average. Just be able to recall and explain how you calculated these amounts. So when you have all your monthly expenses added up, you subtract that from your net income, your net monthly income, and that gives you a surplus or deficit, which goes down here in line 31 or 32. That's how much money you have extra every month or how much money that you're bleeding every month. Section three is assets and liabilities. How much money you have in the bank or credit unions, um, your stocks, real estate, homes, automobiles, other personal property can be stereo equipment, gym equipment, furniture, motorcycle parts, whatever. Your 401ks, whatever pension plan you have, you would put that in here. You would add all that up and that would become your total assets. Then you subtract from that total, the amount of mortgage on your house, the second mortgage, other mortgages, auto loans, credit card accounts, all other creditors, student loans, uh, medical bills that you're, that you're paying off monthly, you would put all those in here and add them up and those would become your liabilities or your debts. If something is non-marital, whether it's a liability or an asset, you can check off husband's non-marital, wife's non-marital for whichever item is applicable. Then when you have those amounts, you have your assets and you have your liabilities, you come down You come down to section C, which are contingent assets and liabilities. That's money that may be coming to you. Maybe you loan the friend some money and he's gonna pay you back next month. That's contingent. Uh, if you have a lawsuit pending, that's contingent. If you did some work, but you haven't been paid yet, or you left the job and you're gonna be paid out on sick leave or some type of annual leave, that's a contingent asset. You would put that down here. Also the same for liabilities. The most contingent, the most common contingent liabilities I see are taxes that are owed for past years. So you want to put that on it. And then it gets into child support guidelines worksheets. And people also have a problem when they're filing cases themselves, filling out the child support guideline worksheets. And I'll take that up in another, um, 
another video probably next week because I'm getting a lot of questions on how do you file and how do you calculate child support. In Florida, it's very easy. So once you have all that done, you have the child support guidelines. If you haven't filed or you're going to file, check the appropriate box. And then you'll come down here and you'll list the other party or their attorney. If you're the petitioner, you're going to list the respondent or his attorney there. If you're the wife, you're going to list the husband. If you're the husband, you're going to list the wife if they don't have lawyers. And then you're going to come down here and you're going to have this sworn. You have to swear the financial affidavits are true and correct. Don't get caught lying on the financial affidavit because bad things will happen. So you have it dated, you have it signed, and you have it notarized by a notary. And if somebody helped you out on this last section, they have to disclose that they helped you out here if they are non-lawyers. For example, if you went to one of the uh, divorce paperwork processing services that they have, they would fill out this section or you would fill out this section right here. And that's it. That's basically the short form financial affidavit uh, explained. It's not as hard as it looks. It's not as intimidating as it looks. And it's pretty easy. May help you a lot is when you get to share. When you get to, in addition to the financial affidavit, you're supposed to file mandatory disclosure, which are a bunch of financial documents that you have to exchange between the parties. Now, the financial affidavit is filed with the court. The mandatory, is, oh, I got a problem with the microphone. Microphone block. All right, there we go. Okay, the financial affidavit you actually file with the clerk's office under the case number for your divorce, your paternity case, or whatever family law case you have. The mandatory disclosure documents, you just provide those to the other party, usually through email or you can print them out and mail them however, but you, you have to provide them to them. You do not file those with the clerk under your case number. What you file is a certificate certifying that you did provide those to the other parties. And what may make it easier for your financial affidavit when you fill it out for you to uh, complete it, what might make it easier is if you do the mandatory disclosure beforehand, you get those documents together. And this is a list I prepared where I took the rule. It's Florida Family Law Rule 12285, which is the mandatory disclosure rule for financial disclosures. And these are all the documents that are required for financial disclosure. And you can find these on the court's website. Let me go back to the court's website in the Certificate for Compliance of Mandatory Disclosure. Let me get back in there. Hopefully I didn't close that out yet. When we come up here, we're going to look for the 
mandatory disclosure. Let's see if I can spot it. These are all your petitions, petition for dissolution, supporting documents, it should be under there. Notice social security number, answers. Interrogatories, production, certificate of compliance with mandatory disclosure, Florida Family Law Form 12. To 12932. So we'll go into that. And there's the instructions. Again, all forms come with instructions. And it's a checkoff list. And you go through it and you check off everything that's provided. This is the paper you file with the court. You do not file the actual bank statements or whatever. So what I did is I took all these documents and I put them into my own document. For mandatory disclosure list and there's two pages of it i'll get up here in case you want to screenshot it you do your financial affidavit your income tax for the last three years your irs w-2s so let's say you're filing you're filing a divorce case in january and you do not have your taxes done for the year before you can file your w-2s or 1099s pay stubs for the last three months and so on and so on your bank statements all that kind of stuff, loan statements, and then page two. Anything that does not apply, that is not applicable, like number 12, corporate partnerships and trust tax returns for the last three years. If you don't have a corporate partnership and you don't have trust tax returns, that's not applicable. You don't have to provide that. What you do have to provide is everything else that you have, you have the ability to get access to, or you can get access to it, such as your bank statements or child support orders from other cases. So that's it in a nutshell. That is the Florida Family Law Financial Affidavit short form, the long form. Let me take you into that and I'll just let you look at it real quick and show you that it is a little bit different. Let me get it up here on the computer. bigger so we can actually see it. There we go. Okay, same, same, same type of instructions. First couple pages are instructions and then you get into the actual document which starts right here. Move it down so it's easier to look at. Any information that's required on the front is similar. It's a little bit more detailed, but they're asking basically the same thing. Same thing for monthly income. Then when you get to expenses, there's several pages of expenses and it breaks it down more thoroughly as far as your expenses. It adds them up the same. And then it comes down into your, your deficit or your surplus, then descriptions of your assets, and then liabilities. 
and basically the same thing, only more detail and more pages, of course. And in the end, same thing for Child Support Guidelines Worksheet, yes, no, or they will be filed. You certify that it is correct and that you sent a copy to the other person or his attorney, his or her attorney, and then you certify that everything you said is truthful and you are certifying under oath in front of a notary. This form actually gets filed with the clerk of the courts. Just remember, the family law affidavit gets filed, but none of the mandatory disclosure documents get filed with the clerk. Only the certificate of compliance stating that you complied and you sent the documents to the other party. Some people get online and file their mandatory disclosure documents and it can be hundreds of pages and it just makes a big mess because then somebody has to go in there and usually through a court order and a motion, get those taken out from the clerk's office because they have information on there. Sometimes they're not redacted. They have social security numbers, account numbers on there and the clerk does not want that stuff filed and it's not necessary to file it in a Florida family law case. So I hope that helps you. I hope I bring you useful and at least interesting information in these videos that I, I bring to you and I put out. I hope it's helpful and you're able to tackle the financial affidavit. I've been getting a lot of questions on the financial affidavit over the past couple of weeks as divorce and paternity cases are ticking up significantly over the last maybe three or four weeks. It's not a big deal. Once you sit down, a lot of it, a lot of it is probably because of the emotion involved in those types of cases. And you, maybe some people just don't want to deal with it. But once you sit down and you get organized, it's fairly easy to fill out if you're doing it on your own. If you're hired a lawyer, like if you hired me to be your lawyer, my paralegal would do all this for you. She would get you on Zoom or get you on the phone, get you to send her all the documents and she would fill it out for you and you wouldn't even have to worry about it other than giving her those documents. But it has to be filed. And remember, it has to be filed before you can have any type of hearing requesting temporary relief. So if you need temporary child support or temporary alimony, you have to have a financial affidavit filed and you have to have it filed within the 45 day time limit as well as the mandatory disclosure. So I hope that helps. I hope it helps you tackle financial affidavits in your particular case. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to ask below or DM me or email me directly. My email is patrick at pjmlawyer.com or you can find me on any of these social media platforms that I'm active on. I'm on Facebook. I have a group there called Ask a Florida Divorce Lawyer where most of my questions for videos come from. In addition to that, I get them from DMs and emails. I also have a Facebook business page, the Law Offices of Patrick McGeehan. And I am the Magic City Lawyer on Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, and TikTok. I'm also on LinkedIn as Patrick McGeehan. You can find me on any of those platforms. DM me, email me, whatever you need to do. You can even call the office if you need to. And I'll be happy to answer any questions. For you. As always, if you have any ideas for future videos that you would like to see, please let me know and I'll work on getting those included. And most of all, thank you for taking time out on your Wednesday night to listen to me in Law in the Life Live. I'm truly humbled as many people watch the videos as they do, and I hope they are helpful and I enjoy the comments and criticisms that I get on it. It makes the videos better and it helps me get out more information to people like you who really need it. 
Thank you and have a good Wednesday night. Look for me next Wednesday, 6 p.m. I'll cover how child support is calculated in the state of Florida. People have a lot of problems with child support guidelines, completing them and getting it properly calculated. And I'll help you with that a little bit. Uh, other videos related to um, family law issues can be found on my YouTube page. I have a family law playlist as well as a criminal playlist and a personal injury playlist. Feel free to contact my office should you have any questions regarding the three areas of law I practice, which are personal injury as related to car and truck accidents only, family law and criminal defense. Thank you and enjoy your Wednesday.